The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Discover a new relationship and approach to life through the space between. Join spiritual teacher Brittany Mondito for a moment of silence, a weekend workshop May 24th to 26th at Omega Institute's beautiful campus in Rhinebeck, New York. Everything we're searching for lies behind what we're running from, Brittany says. Reconnect with your inner sense of safety, grounding, and centeredness. Learn more today at eomega.org slash thrive. Welcome to the Change Your Thoughts, Change Your Life podcast. I'm your host, Nadia Dela Cruz, founder of the Wayne Dyer Wisdom Community on Facebook and angeltarot.org. I want to give a huge thanks to all of my supporters on Patreon. I really couldn't do this without you, and it just means the world to me. If you're able to come and support me, you can go to patreon.com slash Nadia Dela Cruz or go to Nadia Dela Cruz for all the links and more details about this podcast. Now, today I wanted to get together to talk to you about the holidays. Now, many of you may not know that Dr. Wayne Dyer has a little book called No More Holiday Blues, published back in 1986. Little fun fact, it was originally published under the title of Happy Holidays. Um, So they reprinted it with a new publisher four years later. And so the copy that I have is called No More Holiday Blues. It's a short and sweet little book that talks about, you know, how to have a no limit holiday and bring back that childlike enthusiasm. But what I really want to talk to you today is a little bit more than just what's in the book. I'd really like to talk to you about holiday self-care. Now, Self-care is kind of a buzzword these days and maybe not one they were using back in 1986, but it kind of amounts to the same thing just with a modern perspective. So we're going to get into that and then we're going to talk about Dr. Dyer's book and next, next month I will be back to continue the conversation with one of the chapters in here that talks about his advice for New Year's and setting resolutions. Now, one more piece of information to share with everyone today is that I have started doing Zoom calls. I am so excited about this. We have a spiritual discussion group. It's open to everyone. I've started it through the Wayne Dyer Wisdom community. You might have seen me post about this on Facebook or Instagram. If you don't find it, I don't have it listed on the website yet, but you can always message me for more information. So keep an eye out for that. Okay, so what is self-care? So self-care can involve many of the traditional methods of pampering that we like to think of, you know, massages, bubble baths, spa services. But these comfort and luxury items really don't do a whole lot for us unless our basic needs are first being met. Self-care can be a radical radical form of self-advocacy. 
having the courage to both identify and take action on getting your own needs met. And I mean, really, if you sacrifice everything that you want and you ignore how you're feeling to say yes to that invitation or do something that you really in your heart don't want to do, it's disingenuine. It can be self-sabotaging. Later, you might complain, feeling resentful at spending energy, time, or money that you didn't have. So let's not put ourselves into a position to be victimized by what we're saying yes to. I want you to remember that you always have choices. It comes back to that for me all the time because that's our point of power. We do have choices. Just because things have always been done a certain way or other people have expectations on things being done the same way they've always been doesn't mean you can't make a new choice. And I think it's important that you learn how to take care of yourself. If you're not going to take care of yourself, who is? Right? That's your job. Your happiness and your well-being doesn't come from a prince who comes and rescues us. I hate to break it to anyone who really loved those fairy tales. You know, no one's coming to save you. And we can get a lot of love and comfort from people in our lives, but really we're responsible for our own well-being and setting boundaries and asking for what we need and giving ourselves what we need. So I know that it gets a little bit complicated because when it comes to the holidays, you're not just juggling your own desires, but it's all of the family expectations. And we don't want to let anyone down. Listen, I hear you. Like, especially when it comes to my kids, I think, well, we've been doing things a certain way for the last few years, and they've come to expect that for Christmas. And so if we change it up, are they going to be disappointed? Is that going to be okay? But we need to lead by example, especially when it comes to parenting. And so maybe all it takes is a little shift to open that window to just considering doing things differently in a way that's going to be more nurturing and self-sustaining. Self-care is all the steps that you can take to manage stressors in your life and take care of your own health and well-being. Kelsey Patel says that people are feeling lonelier and less able to unwind and slow down, which makes them feel more anxious and overwhelmed by even the simplest tasks. Yeah, I feel that. You know, what we're craving is connection, human connection, meaningful conversation and relationships, and also relaxation. You know, it's not just about getting enough sleep at night. It's about having enough time to clear your mind and just be. We're human beings, not human doings. And that doesn't change just because it's the holiday season. Self-care is anything that you do for yourself that feels nourishing. It requires checking in with yourself and asking how you're doing and also what your body's asking for. So I'm going to give you some examples of things that might support you. Getting enough sleep, spending time in nature, exercising, meditation, that's a great one, eating more fruits and vegetables, drinking enough water, and being kind to yourself, which can involve taking breaks from the news or from social media and just giving yourself some time. And I think one of the most important things that we can do is pay attention 
to how your body feels. I mean, our bodies are an amazing barometer of what's happening in our thoughts that we may not even be aware of. You know, change your thoughts, change your life. Your thoughts produce your feelings. And sometimes we just experience them without realizing that we're actually in the driver's seat. So, you know, put yourself back in control of your own life. Now, when it comes to thoughts, <laughs> they kind of run on by themselves. It's just this incessant stream of consciousness. It's not just you. We all have that. But when we start to become aware of those thoughts, we can influence in them greatly. So I'm not trying to tell you that you can control every thought that pops into your head. But when you have a thought, you can choose to entertain it or maybe try and shift the direction. That can go a long way. Respect your own nervous system by taking breaks when you need it and not getting overstimulated or overtaxed. That can be hard this time of year. Self-advocate for what you need. You know, you don't have to explain yourself and you don't have to apologize. Just be clear about what you need and other people will learn to respect that. And I mean, like I said, if you're not going to take care of yourself, who is? That's your job. So be willing to do things differently this year. Um, rethink some of those traditions. Decide what's meaningful for you. Some of it is probably really important to you and, you know, gives you that feeling of love and celebration and holidays and maybe a nostalgia from, from when you were young and all of those good things. And some of it maybe, maybe you can let it go or do things a little bit differently. Just be open-minded and remember, you have choices. Everyone's definition of self-care is unique. So you need to do what brings you more sustained joy, nourishing body, mind, and soul. Be more mindful, slow down, and tune into your own needs. So when I was getting ready to talk to you guys about holiday self-care... I was thinking about, you know, what is it about the holidays? Now, for me, what I celebrate is Thanksgiving and Christmas and New Year's. That may be the same for you. It may be different. But really, as soon as Halloween comes, it's like at my house, we're in the holiday season. And we're putting up decorations and taking decorations down and making plans and, and preparing meals and, and, you know figuring out what we want to do to make the season feel special. And um, it's a lot. But, I mean, we can be busy any time of year. But it's so common for people to feel depressed over the holidays. So let's look at some of the reasons why that is. I mean, the holiday has become a lot about consumerism. So all of the money that we spend into everything, often without thinking there might be another way, that can be really draining. Feeling like we need to give gifts to everybody, being afraid of leaving somebody out, um, maintaining traditions and expectations from other people. You know, there's an impact here for seasonal changes for so many of us. I'm here in Seattle 
it is dark and wet and cold for pretty much the whole time. You know, we get some sun breaks here, but sometimes we'll have nonstop rain for weeks. Now you may be in a you may be in a sunny part of the world. I'm a little jealous if you are. You may be somewhere that gets a lot of snow. Um, so, you know, every, everyone experiences this time of year different. But like where I'm at, those short days, I mean, it's dark at four o'clock. That has a big impact on our mood and our energy levels. And we are integrated with nature. You know, Dr. Wayne Dyer used to say we are an environ organism, that you can't separate us from our environment. It's all, you know, like one ecosystem. We're a piece of all of it. I really feel that. And this is a time of year where, you know, the trees kind of go dormant. They're dropping their leaves. They're letting their roots grow, you know, changing priorities. Um, lots of animals are going into hibernation and what are we doing? We're amping things up. So I think it's, uh, counterintuitive to the energy shift of fall and winter where we're going into the dark time of the year, which is more quiet, more rest, more introspective, more growing those roots and less, you know, running out in the world, shining all your colors, right? We need to listen to our bodies. Everything comes in cycles and seasons, and you do too. So if you try to go at 100% all year, of course you're going to burn out. And I think you're going to feel it more when it's dark and cold and naturally you might just feel like, you know, curling up and doing less activity. Um, so... Let's think about that. And let's think about that when we when we plan our get togethers, it's still really important to have connections with people to have that, you know, communal space. Um, it's probably going to be indoors if you're in a climate similar to mine. Um, so that's still important. It doesn't mean that we need to isolate. But but we do need to slow down, I think. And if you look at the history of celebrations at this time of year, it was really about, um, you know, celebrating the return of the light, the winter solstice, where the days start getting longer again. And it's this connection to nature. And I don't want us to lose that piece of it and replace it with um, buying presents, pretending to be Santa, you know, unless that's what really lights you up. But I think we we can't take the nature out of the holiday. And that's part of the spirit of it, especially for me. Now, mothers, of course, um, usually play the role of magic making. And it wasn't until the last couple of years that I started thinking about this more that, you know, I'm the one to do the planning and the coordinating and the decorating and most of the wrapping and things like that. And, you know, my husband loves um, Christmas decorations, so he's totally on board and does a lot of that. But so much of what it is that makes Christmas feel like the Christmas we remember when we were kids is doing all the stuff that our mothers did to make it special, you know? The meals and the baking and the presents and the getting together with family and everything that goes into that. And it can be a lot to carry. 
So if you're a mom, I just want to give a special shout out to all the moms here. I see you. And like, don't bend over backwards, burning yourself, trying to make it special for your kids. Because you don't want them to fall into the same pattern when they become parents. You know, we tend to model what was modeled for us. And so if we're going to pass down the tradition of overextending ourselves and doing too much and being so selfless that we're exhausted and burned out and maybe ignoring how we really feel. We don't want our kids to grow up and do that to themselves. And I think maybe the biggest challenge of all that comes up for the holiday season for so many is grief. Grief. You know, and... We've seen grief so publicly, I think, in the context of the pandemic. Um, It's also given us an opportunity to practice doing things a little bit differently. But we all have somebody we loved who's died. You know, a grandparent, a parent, a spouse, a child, a friend. And often these are the people that we would be celebrating with at this time of year. So their absence really stings. It's really felt that they're not here. So I'm going to talk about a few things that we can do to deal with these challenges. Sometimes it's just a small shift. Be willing to do things differently. Take time to really think about what you enjoy and what drains you. Pay attention to your energy levels and try not to overcommit. Listen to your body for those yes or no answers. Again, it's a really good barometer. You're going to feel it physically. So tune into your body when you're making decisions. Tend to your mental and physical health. Tune in daily and act accordingly. If you have a spiritual practice, it's important to continue that now. Keep feeding yourself. Keep tuning in. And one of the big things, of course, that Dr. Wayne Dyer talks about is cultivating positive anticipation. You know, if you're expecting the worst, it's a self-fulfilling prophecy. Let things go and take it one day at a time. Just be here now. Try inserting a little bit of mindfulness into this holiday season. And I think you'll find a lot more to enjoy. If you're feeling any sense of depression right now, I think the best thing that you can do is be of service. Look for an opportunity to be of service. It can be a small thing. So many people are in need. You know, it's certainly not just you that's feeling challenged. And, you know, you can, you could go to, um, a shelter or a food bank or, you know, just check in on your neighbor or call a friend and, you know, see what you can do to help. Find a way to be of service and that gets us out of ourselves. And when we get us get out of ourselves and out of our routine and we start thinking about somebody else, that can really lift our mood. When you help somebody else, It helps you at the same time. Now, if you're missing someone who's died, 
Um, like I lost my father in 2019. Try finding a new way to include them in your holiday celebrations. You know, some people might set an extra spot at the table or just put up some pictures or light a candle in honor of those who can't be with us. The same is true for family or friends that you might not be able to visit this year. The point is, your feelings matter. If you're feeling resistant to something or sad, pay attention to that. Give that emotion room to breathe. See what it has to tell you. You matter. Okay. So we're going to talk about No More Holiday Blues, formerly titled Happy Holidays by Dr. Wayne W. Dyer, originally published in 1986. Uh, The tone of this book is a little bit different. Uh, It's before he started writing about spirituality. So um, he definitely talks about like being a no limit person and changing the way you think about things and not getting pushed around, um, much like he did in your erroneous zones. But he ties into the holidays, and I think he's got some really good gold nuggets in here of information. And I see two areas of focus. One is fostering positive expectations and finding things that you're genuinely looking forward to. Like, you don't have to pretend to like this time of season or this time of year. Find something that you really do like, and it can be something small. And two, pay more attention to how you really feel and be empowered to make changes, do things differently. So this book is broken down into four sections, and I'm going to be talking primarily about two of them today. One is cultivating childlike enthusiasm, and the other is make this your first no limit holiday season. Now, Wayne Dyer says he loved the holidays and that he had really positive memories from when he was a kid. I hope that you did too. So he he pulls from that in terms of bringing that sense of joy back to the holiday as an adult. So before we jump into that, let's talk about Wayne's take on what is challenging about the holidays. He says, this is the time for happiness, right? Tis the season to be jolly, with lots of ho-ho-hos, bells jingling, children smiling, and happy, happy feelings everywhere. You hear these sentiments in all of the music, view the beautiful scenes in store windows and holiday cards, see people celebrating the coming of the holidays, the new year, families reunited, and note festive parties and exquisite meals, with this preponderance of happy time spirits everywhere. One would think this would be the time of year when people would forget their troubles, let their hair down, and really enjoy themselves. But this is not the case. The season to be jolly is hardly the way it is at all. In fact, the opposite is often true. People tend to increase their dependence on tranquilizers, the number of episodes of depression rise significantly, and admission to inpatient treatment centers And visits to psychotherapists show increases during and immediately following this season. 
Perhaps most shocking of all is that the suicide rate shows a marked upsurge at this time of year. With all of the emphasis on festive celebration, it is ironic that people become more anxious and depressed now than during the rest of the year, which is supposedly full of dull routine and maddening sameness. It's not at all uncommon to hear people say, I can't wait until the holidays are over and things return to normal, or I hate the pressure of the holidays. I wish Christmas and New Year's would be banned. You do not have to join in on the big holiday letdown. In fact, you can make this particular year-end celebration a beautiful, fulfilling experience if you guard against negativism and then vow to implement some specific strategies that will guarantee you and your loved ones truly enjoy the holiday season rather than be victimized by it. If you stop for a moment to think about what you can do to make this particular season the best one you've ever had, you will find the way to make it happen. And he says that's what this book is all about. Okay, chapter one, the holidays are for children, so be a child again. Children have given themselves permission to be free, and they show it by becoming totally absorbed in their play. You can become a person who enjoys his or her tasks rather than is defeated by them. You can attack all of the responsibilities you have with a little less seriousness, and you can make all of your goals more fun to accomplish. Develop an attitude of wide-eyed enthusiasm about everything that you undertake or observe. Discover a new relationship and approach to life through the space between. Join spiritual teacher Brittany Mondito for a moment of silence, a weekend workshop May 24th to 26th at Omega Institute's beautiful campus in Rhinebeck, New York. Everything we're searching for lies behind what we're running from, Brittany says. Reconnect with your inner sense of safety, grounding, and centeredness. Learn more today at eomega.org thrive. Now, I've got two little kids, and I see this all the time. They're so creative, and they're always in the present moment. And, you know, they're not planning and worrying. They get excited about an idea, and they act on it. You know, they're really here now, and they teach me a lot. So I get what he's saying about looking at things the way children do. And I think that is a great example of mindfulness. You may have come to believe that because you pay all the bills, assume all the responsibilities, do the chores, and generally work extra hard during the holiday period, that it's impossible for you to have that innocent, childlike appreciation for this time of year. This is patently false and something you must challenge. You and only you must take responsibility for your own fulfillment, whether it be Christmas, Hanukkah, or an Independence Day picnic. If you have become overburdened during the holiday season, then it is because, because you have willingly adopted this role for yourself. Shake us out of saying, oh, this is just how it is, and there is nothing that I can do about it. Well, he's got kind of a fun little list here <laughs> with an interesting title. It says, Childlike versus Neurotic Adult Attitudes Toward the Holiday Season. The neurotic attitude, so there's two columns, we're going to read one from each. The neurotic attitude is, 
They put those decorations up earlier every year. I can't believe they're doing it already. A childlike attitude would be, I can't wait to see all the lights and decorations every place. Aren't they pretty? Neurotic. Christmas is becoming more commercial every year. I hate the crowds and the pushing and the shoving. Childlike. It sure is fun to see the stores full of people and all the special gifts displayed. I think you get the idea. So let's just stick to the childlike. Let's get some inspiration here. I don't think the big day will ever get here. I just can't wait. Let's send out holiday cards to everyone we know. What can I buy for Grandma, Billy, my teacher, the neighbors? Boy, oh boy, we get to see everyone in the family. That's what I love about the holidays. We get to have a big dinner with all the trimmings. I love to see all the toys, decorations, trees. I really love all of my presents. Thank you so much, everybody. And I can't believe it's over already. It seems like it just started. I mean, I gotta say, <laughs> when I read that list, I'm thinking about the parents who bought all the presents and cooked all the dinner, wrapped all the presents. So yeah, of course, of course it was super fun when you were a kid. So maybe it's not going to be the same things that you're excited about. But it might be that when you go shopping, you're like, oh, wow, you know, look at the Christmas trees or look at the decorations they put up or, ooh, you're like, let's stop for a hot cocoa or your favorite coffee drink or whatever it is, that those can be things that you can celebrate and enjoy. So he's got some tips for changing your expectations. I'm going to read a few of them to you here. Resolve to use pretty decorations as reminders of how beautiful this time of the year really can be. And you know, it doesn't have to be over the top. You might just put out your favorite decorations this year. Keep it simple. Slow yourself down when shopping for holiday gifts. Make the experience of shopping and being out in the world something you enjoy for itself. Give yourself permission to enjoy all aspects of this holiday season. When you take away the pace and go out into the world to shop and enjoy everything you're going to encounter in the day, you'll have a set of expectations, even as you leave the house, that will permit you to enjoy everything that you're going to do in the day. You know, if we could just break it down to one day at a time, instead of, you know, carrying around this mental to-do list, you know, like just take the one that you're working on right now. And maybe you're shopping for um, presents for your extended family or for your kids or for one person in particular and really savor that. You know, how can you make a day out of that? How can you make the process enjoyable for you and not just about the end product? I love the idea of... um, Okay, so a lot of us probably do so much of our shopping online now, but if you're going to go out into the stores to really be like, you know, set aside the day and just take your time, um, it sounds really nice. Stop viewing the holiday period as one long season and instead vow to enjoy every little facet of it for yourself. For example, make gift wrapping a total experience in itself rather than a chore that you must accomplish before some self-imposed deadline. If any of you know who Radley Valentine is, he's another Hay House author and he's great and he loves Christmas. And I remember him talking about how 
how much he enjoyed wrapping Christmas presents. And I don't think I'd ever really heard anybody talk about it like that before. But he would put on the holiday music and, you know, clear the big table and get out all the beautiful wrapping paper and bows. And he would just like spend the day wrapping his gifts for everybody and really enjoying it. Uh, I like to wrap our presents, whether it's a birthday or Christmas for the kids. My husband and I get together and do that. And then the kids gifts for other people, like we, we bring them in and help them wrap that. So it's always exciting to get to come into the room where, where presents are being wrapped. Be more spontaneous. If you have a completely planned out life, knowing where you are headed with all of your goals spelled out, and you are obsessive about organization, cleanliness, and orderliness in your life, then you have not only forgotten how to be a child, you've stifled that wonderful little person inside of you. This one goes out to all my perfectionists who are listening. I feel you. Uh, yeah, I definitely have the mind of a planner, and it comes in really handy much of the time. But sometimes it's kind of a burden because... Uh, it stops us from being spontaneous. And if you over plan, you don't leave room for, you know, really, what has the universe got for you? And I think we can lean into that more and trust that what needs to be done will be done. Uh, that was a lesson from the Tao, right? The Tao does nothing and leaves nothing undone. Ooh, the Tao for the holiday season. Yeah, that'd be a good, that'd be a good topic. Gosh, I wish Wayne was here to give us that talk. I would love to hear it. Love to hear it, Wayne. And he would probably say, go read my book, which I will again, because I love that one. Okay, so Wayne has one more thing in this section about the holidays are for children, so be a child again. And it's called the perfect gifts for the holidays. Give these gifts to those you love. And I'm going to read a few of the headlines here. An unquestioned acceptance of everyone as a valuable human being. Hmm. Show by your example that seeking approval is not necessary. Show that failing is not only all right, but sometimes necessary. Show others how to enjoy the present moment. Show them how to avoid worry. Show them how to avoid any labels and stereotypes for themselves. Let them welcome the unknown and give them a guilt-free life. Show them how to avoid being dishonest and show them how to be fully alive. Indeed, the holidays are for children, but you can make this the best holiday season you've ever experienced by becoming more childlike yourself by adopting new and more self-enhancing attitudes and behaviors toward the holiday season, and most important, by giving the gifts of being fully human to those whom you love. Mm. Good. That's great. Thanks, Wayne. Okay, let's move on to having a no-limit holiday season. So section two of this book says... Make this your first no-limit holiday season. Make up your mind right this minute. This is going to be your greatest holiday season ever. You're going to have a sensational time at this year throughout the entire festive holiday period. No hassles, no headache, no depression. And most important, 
No Holiday Blues. This is not only going to be your first stress-free end-of-the-year celebration, it's going to surpass your wildest expectations about what a holiday season can be. You're about to embark on, in a word, your very first No Limit Holiday. Wow, he really sells it, doesn't he? He says the emphasis here is on being positive. All right, so one of the things that I liked in this section was that he has this list of stress-free attitudes to work on for the holidays, and I'm just going to drop a couple of them in here for you. One, keep in mind that it's never too late to have a perfect holiday. Don't be depressed by memories of past Christmases. Do it now the way you always wanted to be. I think this ties into that idea of not comparing. So it's not just about competing with what your neighbor's doing or what your friends are doing or what you think you're supposed to do, but not comparing to the way your old Christmases have been. You know, practice not <laughs> talking about the past um, as though it was better than now or that your best days are behind you. Because, I mean, is that really what you want to manifest? Yeah, I don't think so. Give the gift of love every day of the holiday season and beyond into the entire season of life. Say it out loud. Give them a hug. Resist your resistance and demonstrate that love. He had an interesting tip here that I wanted to include. He says, after a trauma, perhaps the death of a relative, have your first holiday celebration away. New surroundings provide less painful associations in the beginning. Now, I thought that this was really interesting because I do remember in particular that first year after my father died, all of the holidays that followed, I, I just had this powerful impulse to do them differently because I didn't want to be overwhelmed with a sense of loss. I wanted to move forward. And because everything was so fresh, the idea that we might celebrate in a different location than we usually do, or maybe the meal would be a little bit different, that something was going to, I don't know positively demonstrate a passage of time and kind of distract away from, oh, this is how we always do it, but where's my dad, you know? And it's interesting because, um, like, in some ways that grief still feels fresh, but then things like the holidays come up and while um, I miss him terribly, it doesn't feel quite as um, intense as it did in the beginning. It feels a little bit more integrated, I think. So if this is your first year after losing somebody um, that you love, first of all, my condolences and, you know, girl, cry it out. Better out than in, better out than in. And find a way to honor that person and still include them. You know, you can still talk about them, share stories. If it's not too painful, 
you know, make their favorite food to share or, um, you know, have a picture of them um, at your celebration or light a candle or, you know, maybe just have a moment in the morning where you speak to that person. They're listening. They hear you. He says, this time of year does not have to be celebrated in a certain way. There are no shoulds or have tos other than those that you have imposed on yourself. Okay, so some of his stress-free attitudes to work on for the holidays. It doesn't really matter when everything gets done, as long as we're all enjoying what we're doing. If some things don't happen at all, it's all right. I'm going to forget about all deadlines and simply enjoy each day to the fullest. I'm going to stop organizing just for the sake of having order and let up the pressure of having to get everything organized. I'll let the holiday flow rather than trying to make them fit into a fixed schedule. I will work on enjoying each moment rather than planning the next one. Mm. People are more important than things. As long as everyone is happy and enjoying themselves, all of the events, tasks, and things are not really that important. I will watch the ones I love to see if they're happy and forget about all the other rules. This year, I'm going to forget about tradition and simply approach the holidays from a perspective of spiritual fulfillment and enrichment for all my family and friends. I am not going to do things simply because I've always done them. We can be free to decide. Now, I'm not saying throw the baby out with the bathwater here, right? Like some of those traditions that are meaningful for you, absolutely continue them. But just be willing to, you know, look at them critically and give yourself permission to change things. I will relax my expectations for myself and others this year. No angry outbursts. And if others refuse to cooperate, then we'll scratch that activity from our holiday celebrations this year. I will not become unhappy or down because of the behavior of others. I'm going to become more present moment oriented. I like that. Enjoying each activity for itself instead of always thinking about what's ahead of me. And I'm going to attack everything I do from the perspective of play and fun. Just like I did when I was a child. Mm, that's great. You will find each present moment of the holiday season to be something to savor and enjoy. And after all, that's all any of us get during our short visit here. This is Wayne. Precious present moments to either live and cherish or waste away with negative thinking and actions. Every moment of our lives affords us a choice and the results will astound you. This thing called life is a miracle. Each and every particle of it and the holiday season is a celebration of the miraculousness of it all. For some reason, reading these words, words from Dr. Wayne Dyer just feels extra poignant knowing how much he cherished life and how much he cherished the moments that he had here, knowing that it's over. And I think when we talk about death, it seems um, hypothetical or something out there. It's like an abstract concept, but... The reality is that this life is temporary. So in a way that kind of frees you 
it frees you knowing that this is temporary because, like, do it your own way. You're only here for a little while. Like, if you're miserable, do something about it. If you don't like something in your life, whether it's holidays or not, you can either change the circumstances or change the way you look at it. Find something that you love and focus on that, which you focus on expands. So to recap some of these teachings from Wayne, uh, cultivate a positive attitude. Shift your expectations. Don't compete or try to do it all. Take action on loneliness uh, if you're feeling sad by finding a way to be of service. Release the pressure over the holidays. Be flexible with your plans. Bring in some mindfulness and live in the present moment. And finally, take responsibility for your own happiness and well-being. This can be the best holiday season you've ever had. It's an interesting time in 2022. Now, I actually did talk about this book a little bit two years ago in December, and that was our first Christmas in the pandemic, and we had no idea it was going to last that long. And now 2022, it's like we're at the end of the year. We're almost 2023. Is the pandemic over? I don't even know anymore. But we are sort of living as though it were over because at some point we have to get back to our lives. And if there's one thing I think we can take from this unique time period in history, in our lives, is that you probably had to do things differently the last couple of years. And for some of you, it might have been a relief to stay home or to cancel plans and I want to give you permission to change what needs to be changed. Like, it's okay. Remember that this holiday season wasn't always about buying presents or Santa Claus for those of, of us celebrating Christmas. It was about the return of the light and coming together in community and many other things, really. But there was always that nature component. There was always that nature component. And I'm afraid that we've lost that. So let's bring that back a little bit. Remember that you're a piece of nature. You go through cycles too. And this is an introspective, quieter time of year. Let it be that. And only retain the traditions that you love that fuel you, do things because you love them, take your time. You got this. You are responsible for your own happiness and you got this. You teach other people how to treat you. It's important. Okay, so next month I'm going to be back with another section from No More Holiday Blues where Wayne is talking about New Year's. We're going to talk about, you know, the pros and cons of New Year resolutions and, you know, maybe some ideas for how to approach the start of a new year. And I hope that you will come back and listen. I'm going to be doing a Facebook Live in the Wayne Dyer Wisdom community, um, probably the Sunday before Christmas. I have also started doing Zoom calls. 
So uh, I think we're going to continue that again next month. And if you can't find a link for that, uh, go to NadiaDelacruz.com, send me a message, and I will get you the link so you can sign up. Thank you so much for listening. I want to wish you happy holidays. Take care of yourself. Take care of each other. Namaste. I'm Victoria Moran. Since we launched the Main Street Vegan podcast back in 2012, lots more people have discovered the way that moving in a vegan direction can infuse our lives with vitality, spirituality, and compassion. My guests are experts on every aspect of making this work in your real life and our real world. Join us for Main Street Vegan here on mindbodyspirit.fm.